Can you dig it? Can you dig it to the root? That's number one. <laughs> what? Root. Okay. <laughs> root. <laughs> Just keep saying it until I know what you mean. Um, root. It's the root of the thing, you know. So it's the, the 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 down the down knob. Hello, people. <laughs> people. Welcome to the podcast. The the purple people party podcast. Yeah, I love that because I love purple. And I'm Alexis. And I'm Haley. And today we're gonna talk about penis. We're gonna talk about the hog. <laughs> yes. But not just any penis today. A special, <laughs> a special lad. In a previous episode, <laughs> I casually told Haley that someone bought Napoleon's penis for three thousand dollars. How did they confirm? Oh, we'll talk about it. Um, this is going to be a problem because I have so many questions. But because of that, I think I'll answer most of them w- over the course. And then if I haven't, you can ask them and we'll see if I know. Um, but because of when I mentioned that and you were like, what? Because I was just saying a lot of random things <laughs> in one of your episodes. Right. I can't, ima- uh, I can't believe you just threw it out there. Because <laughs> I had just read it like recently. Um, like I would not Im- glomp onto it. But I didn't know anything about it, really. That's all I knew is that I had read that, and I was like, I'm not even sure that's true, but that I have heard that. Can you imagine buying a piece of junk for $3,000? <laughs> Can you imagine doing a whole episode about a piece of junk? Because you better. Oh, uh, what a tool. So this is kind of an update um, about Napoleon, because yeah. I did a whole episode on him. It's our very first one. I don't blame you if you haven't listened to it. It's yeah. It's our first episode, so it's awkward. I didn't really know how to edit that well, and our sound wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to redo it, because obviously I already did it, and it's too late. It's too late. But it's a piece of history now. Um, you know, if I find anything new about Napoleon, of course I'm going to talk to you about it because he's yes. my favorite boy. We have to go over the bits. And I want to I stay here, too, just in case you haven't listened to me talk about it before. It's not that I think he's, like, a really nice, wonderful person or anything. He no. is just the most fascinating to me as far as, like, everything about him is so strange and, like, the consequences of everything that has to do with him are so strange and just seem almost, like, statistically unlikely in so many ways. Nice people generally aren't fascinating. No. And he's, yeah, he's such a human person that everything is so complicated. (laughs) I like my people human. Yeah, it's my favorite kind. Um, And I am not the only one who thinks this because in order to do this episode, I read a book by this guy, not the whole book, there's a, it's a, he does like, it's a whole book about like dirty history, basically, like dirty rumors and history and whether or not they're true. And so he did like real research into them, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I only read this part about Napoleon, but it's like 20 pages, I think, about it. But I have a quote from him. His name is Tony Perotet. Um, and he says, Whenever someone implies that history is boring, I bring up Napoleon's penis. <laughs> just the whole, just the whole dong. Just immediately. Let me tell you about the emperor's bit. And this is why I was like, this is my dude, you know? <laughs> and our dude, like, we're always, like, our whole thing is about how history is not boring. And this guy's like, yeah, it's not. Let me talk to you about this story that proves history is not boring. And um, that's what our whole podcast is, right? Yeah. You can listen, hopefully, to any episode, learn something that's not boring about history, and you can go tell someone and be like, have you heard this story about this thing? Now, all I'm thinking about is everyone we've ever talked about who has a -a (laughs) ding-a-ling has one. Yeah. 
And it's it maybe ended up somewhere. Maybe there's like a weird underground black market of people <laughs> just selling these. I've got a few quotes from Tony. He says, it's sort of a symbol to me of everything that's interesting about history. It sort of combines love and death and sex and tragedy and farce all in one story. Oh, boy. The penis has taken on quite a mythical status, he says. <laughs> Your mythic, Willy. The penis. <laughs> So I'm going to remind you, Napoleon dies in exile May 5th, 1821. So very recently. It was the anniversary. We missed his his death anniversary. I know, but it's okay. Is it? I'm sure you want to know. He died in a place called Longwood House. Mm. It's awkward. In Longwood on St. Helena um, at Ascension and Tristan da Cunha. Hmm. I feel like they're compensating with their names. (laughs) Longwood. Uh Uh-huh. Longwood. Um, So he had been in exile on St. Helena for five and a half years, and he was suffering from a mysterious stomach illness that people assume now is stomach cancer. Oh, sad. Um, And that was for eight months that he was suffering with that before he died. Uh, we don't know that it's stomach cancer, but you know, and especially with like gastrointestinal things, it's hard to could, tell. Yeah, it could be anything. Especially when you can't really look inside of people with like X-rays and stuff. But um, from you know doctors nowadays, that's what they think it probably was, and it's mm-hmm. like probably because there's a whole thing like uh, people make the weirdest arguments sometimes about cancer and like why we have such high rates of cancer now, mm-hmm. um, thinking that <laughs> people didn't used yeah. to die from cancer. We diagnose it better now and we live longer. Yes, yeah, so like we don't die from other things first, and also we know that cancer exists because a lot of these people in the past they don't know cancer is a thing. Right. We don't just call it tummy trouble and bury them. So they're like, I don't know. I read something the other day that like, um, oh, somebody sent it to us like in a message, like about weird deaths for royalty, mm-hmm. and they said sometimes their death was just listed as teeth. Because, like, their teeth were rotted so bad it, like, killed them some. They thought maybe it killed them, I guess. That's way better than what I thought you were talking about. (laughs) But so, like, the point is scientists don't know at the time what the thing is because they don't know cancer exists. I'm very horrified. (laughs) About teeth? By all the other things teeth could be. (laughs) They just Um, died by teeth in the night. Okay, back to Napoleon. (laughs) I'm not over it. No, you have to be. Um, so supposedly his last word was Josephine, um, which is – that's one of those things that I am willing to believe. That's not so outlandish. It's not like he got up and started doing military orders or something weird or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or like the British could have made up a terrible lie about how he was like, I don't know, mooning them or something. He's like a sad enough old man that he could have done that. Yeah. And he's obsessed with her. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, I have a quote that says, to the horror of the French government, which refuses to accept its authenticity about the penis. Okay. Uh, the relic has <laughs> drifted. Penis. Yeah. So it's it's gone about from Europe to the United States since his death. And, uh, yeah, it's just going all over the place. Mm-hmm. So the question is, how does it get off the island away from his body? Like, what what happens? Chopped. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like the TV show. <laughs> it's a mystery ingredient. <laughs> it's terrible. And oh. I knew exactly what I was going to make with it. They unveiled it, and everyone's like, ooh. Yeah, like almost everyone's like, I can't do anything with this. And there's that one person who's like, I knew exactly what to do. My mother used Every to time. make dishes with this all the time. <laughs> this is every family meal. <laughs> Okay, so 17 men are present at the autopsy, which Mm -hmm. I'm going to say too many. 
Yeah, or not enough. I'm assuming that this room isn't very big. It's on an exile island. So, like, I think they're just casually in a room. They're not in, like, a, you know, they're not in, like, a university or, like, in a hospital. They're just in his house. A long room. (laughs) The long wood room. The long wood room. Um, And there's British officials in there and French imperial entourage is also in there. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming the French people are there to specifically make sure that the British people aren't messing with him. Doing exactly what we think they're going to do. What's probably going to happen. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, St. Helena is like, you know, in the ocean. And so it's hot and humid. It's pretty close to the equator. And uh, so there's 18 men plus a body in that room sweating. Yeah. So like that body's going to last like a couple hours tops. Uh, autopsy takes three hours. Mm-hmm. And um, his liver and stomach are removed and placed into household containers. They just got some Tupperware lying around. Yeah, just put them in a... (laughs) Some tea jars. keep it in the fridge for later. Leftovers. In the kettle. And they put them... They fill them with... uh, In the containers with ethyl alcohol. Okay. So they're trying to do something. And I think it's because they think that's probably the, like, places where he most likely was getting his terrible pain from. Mm -hmm. So they probably want to check out, like, what did it with these. But they're like, we'll do that later. First, we got to do this. Sure. And so that's kind of all of the accounts from the people who were there up to that point are the same. <laughs> and then after that, we've got some divergent opinions. We have some liars about in what was the group. happening. So there's five different autopsy ports, reports that come out about him eventually. Okay, who's the liar? <laughs> uh, I have a quote that says Surgeons today have pointed out that sleight of hand is shamefully easy even during modern autopsies. What? What? That's a quote from Tony's book. Who uh, who is he quoting on that? Um, I I'm sure he has a reference. I didn't look at it specifically. I need to learn everything there is to know about. <laughs> I mean, I have the book if you want to look at it. Modern sleight of hand and modern autopsy. Yeah, people just like that's for later. Yeah, I'll just take that for a souvenir later. That's for home. Um, and we're gonna talk about somebody more modern. Um, who potentially is kind of in that category. <laughs> also, like. When the thing you sleight of hand is the pickle. Yeah. Uh, and what nobody <laughs> notices. Yeah, apparently. Scoozy? Um, I also have a quote that Tony uses from Sir Arthur Keither, who's a curator at the Royal College of Surgeons in London in 1913. Okay. And he says that's common medical practice. Uh, I have known cases where great parts of the body were removed under the most strict surveillance. I mean, it's fine to remove them, just not to, like, put it in your pocket afterwards. No, yeah, he's saying he's stealing them, though. Or that people uh, can do it, and he's seen it happen, apparently. Well, sure, uh, but it's not practice. Uh, no. That's not the hypocritical. That's not what you're supposed to do. Hippocratic pickpocketing. <laughs> First do no harm and then steal all the organs. Um, so, unfortunately for Napoleon, though, there's the man performing the autopsy is named Dr. Francesco Antomarchi. Anton, Antomarchi? I don't know how to say his name. And, and Timoshi. Um, and and, and Tony describes him as an unsavory man who <laughs> might have wanted revenge. Okay. So he's trying to pin the guilt on someone else. Yeah. Automatically. Probably. Okay. So he's, uh, the doctor, is Corsican-born. Mm-hmm. So he's from Corsica, just like Napoleon is. Um and he only becomes his physician in 1819, whereas Napoleon had been there for five years. So the first three years, he's got a different physician. 
and he only does that because I guess they want a replacement. I understand, because you have to live on St. Helena with him just to take care of him. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's not fun. And it's <laughs> no. like, there's nowhere close to like go and have like a decent time. It's terrible. It's not fun. They didn't want to make it a fun time for him. No. On St. Helena. Exactly. But then all the people who have to be there are also having a bad time. So they automatically don't like him. Yeah. Because he's making them be there by living. And um, he uh, and the doctor immediately earns a reputation, it says, for laziness and ineptitude. Mm. The most important things in a doctor. (laughs) That's really what you look for. Yeah. Lazy and inept. It's honestly, they just want him to die at this point. Yeah, they're hoping yeah. that he'll just die. Maybe if we just shove him into the ocean. <laughs> Napoleon hates him, which is unsurprising. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to kill him. Um, and apparently he would abuse him in front of other people. Oh, and and no. I think they mean verbal abuse, which yeah. I'm going to say if someone is there dying of uh, stomach cancer and you're not helping, they're allowed to do some verbal abuse probably. Yeah, yell at you a bit. Yeah. Um, and he's... Uh, and apparently a lot of that was asking about explanations on the unexplained absences of the doctor. Mm-hmm. Because apparently he would go to Jamestown whenever Napoleon got ill. The doctor would just leave once he's, he got sick. He's just, bye. Yeah. He's Hope doing the exact opposite of what you're supposed to do as a doctor. Hope you're dead when I get back. Yeah, I'm going to go party on this island. See you later. <laughs> bye. Like, what? Off to get a coconut drink. You are not allowed to do this. Like, and, and I'm like... I'm assuming the reason they don't get another another doctor is probably, one, they can't find one. And, two, like, the British don't want him treated well. No. So they're like, sure, this guy's fine. This is the best we could find. And every time Napoleon is, like, complaining about it, they're like, gosh, he's just whining. And I'm like, he's dying <laughs> he's, of stomach cancer. He's just whining he about needs it. needs help. This, this is for everything you did. Cruel and unusual. Pleasure. Yeah, right. <laughs> everything you did. It's like, to who? You? The English? <laughs> Did nothing to you. This is for the war. <laughs> Which is so funny, too, because I, I just briefly, like, want to mention, too. Like, you know, when Napoleon is at war with people, obviously in war people die. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's not cool. But comparatively to so many other wars, he really isn't trying to, like, destroy people. He really is just waiting until they give up. And then he's like, great. And then he's like, you want to be on my team with me? Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't. He's not going for destruction. Ah, uh, but therein is the problem because England doesn't give up. Yeah. England will never give up. It's true. <laughs> but, like, you know, of all the people to vilify for, like, conquering this many countries, it's like he's doing it in possibly the nicest way possible <laughs> of just stepping in and being like, do you want to just surrender? And some of them are just like, sure. Yeah. And he's like, great. That's fine. I don't want to fight you. I'll just take it. Napoleon looms quite large and. England's imagination. It's true. Um, And it is fascinating reading about him even now, how, you know, he died like almost 200 years ago. And still some of these articles are like making fun of him. And I'm like, what do you have? What's your stake in this game, dude? Yeah. He he can't hear you. Right. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what? Why is a modern journalist making fun of him? Like, what? Does it make you cool? Who are you getting cred with? <laughs> I don't know. It's so strange. <laughs> anyway, so not only is this horrible doctor there, they also have the Abbey Agne uh, Vinali who assists. Um, so obviously he works for the church. He's an Abbey guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's illiterate. Oh, perfect. Um, and he's apparently, the quote is, an uncouth character Ooh. who would die uh, seven years later in a blood feud. Oh. So. Wait, why is he there? I think he's like the, 
He he's like in. a religious figure. I think he's supposed to be there to like do less rights, blah, blah, blah. Oh, this is the guy? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> they. This is the guy? The one who can't read? This is like a comedy skit. <laughs> I know. Who, it's bad, dude. What? <laughs> you? We need someone to do last rites, and they found, like, a villain to do it. Like, a guy with an <laughs> eye patch and scars all over him. It's so true. What? And a dude is, like, drunk all the time in Jamestown. <laughs> I'm your doctor. We're the partners. <laughs> what? They're just trying to torture him. I mean, they have to be. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, And, like, I want to say, it's not like people aren't thinking about souvenirs. At some point, I want to do an episode about this specifically. Yeah. But, like, people throughout time, like, I hate whenever I read an article that's like, why is everyone suddenly in love with true crime? And I'm like, are you kidding? Like, people have been into true crime for the entire history of time. Mm -hmm. Like, it's fascinating. Right. People are always into it. And, like, people used to steal stuff from crime scenes to keep as a souvenir. I mean, I'm sure they still do, but it's harder. Mm -hmm. Um, But people used to do that on the reg. Like, that was, they would go in there specifically to steal stuff. People dipping handkerchiefs in, like, the blood Uh of executed people. Exactly. You know, that's why there's, like, an audience for executions. Yes. Well, why there used to be. Like, there still is an audience, but they don't let you get that close anymore Mm because it's creepy and weird. So they don't want you to do it. But, yeah. Um, And so, like I said, everyone there is, like, thinking about souvenirs. Yeah. Right? Because they want proof that they were at his, like, not his execution, but his autopsy. Yeah. It's very exciting, especially if you're British. Mm -hmm. Like, that's that's the best for you to go home after you've had to live on this terrible (laughs) island. I saw the man And you're going to have a souvenir from his autopsy. You're going to be so cool. And so uh, General Sir Thomas Reed, uh, who is the most British name, um, after Napoleon had been sewn up, he orders that the bloodstained sheet uh, be torn into pieces and distributed among the people present. Oh, like a little cake. Yeah. Like it's birthday time in the office. They're taking the shroud and split it up between everybody. Everyone gets a slice. A piece for everyone. (laughs) Did you bring enough for the whole class? For the whole class. Enough bloodstained sheet for the whole class? Well, I didn't, but we have enough frosting for everyone. (laughs) That doesn't work. <laughs> Gotta have blood on every piece. And someone grabs for the the wing wang. <laughs> the wing wang. I I closed my page. Okay. So now I'm I'm just free balling it. Free balling it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So after they read Napoleon's will, he had a will. Yeah. Was his will? I wish I had a better doctor. I want to read the will now, really bad. Yeah. But I he didn't have it in there, and I just want to know what it says. But um. Vignali, the guy who, uh, or Vignali, depending, the the Abbey, the churchman. Um, <laughs> the complete criminal they found to give the last right. He oversees the distribution of all Napoleon's <laughs> effects Don't. among the French attendants, leaving the most interesting pieces for himself. This is like a Coen Brothers movie. Yeah. It's um, it's hilarious. Dude, there's so many things I've learned about Napoleon that I'm like, this is the dumbest stuff I've ever heard. Like, I can't. This doesn't, it's those things, it's my favorite things in history where I'm like, this can't be serious. They didn't. This is not real. They didn't. And like, all of this sounds so stupid. And then like, if you read that book, like he has footnotes of everything. And there's like five sources for every single thing. Like mm-hmm. he researched this a lot. Tony did the work. Thanks, bro. Mm-hmm. So, you <laughs> saw so I said he's keeping the most interesting stuff for himself, of course. Yeah. Like, duh. Um, Napoleon is buried, I did not know this, in four coffins, like mm. a Russian nesting doll. Oh. They don't put him in, he's not pieces. 
his body is in a coffin, in a coffin, in a coffin, in a coffin. I thought they, like, split him up. No. Like a vampire. No. Because they didn't want him to, like, rise again or something. See, there's a funny point, though. So he is buried in four coffins. One is tin, one is lead, and two are mahogany. Oh, they did do a vampire thing. They didn't want him to get out. In in Tony's book, he says, uh, as if he might escape. Or or someone to get in, I suppose. Uh-huh. But they didn't want him to get out. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, for 1820, it is fascinatingly superstitious. <laughs> that that bastard ain't getting out. Uh-huh. He's right to the bottom with him. You're like, oh, this is what we're doing. Okay. And there were rumors in Paris at the time that um, pieces of his body were being smuggled into this co- or into the country. Mm-hmm. Um, that include hair, molars, nail clippings, slices of his bowels, and pieces of his ribs. Yikes! Um, and I want to say, I wish so much that there was hair. Yeah, that has been because plaguing you. That is the mystery. Of everything. So I'm like, could you please show me the hair if anyone has it? <laughs> yeah. I just would like to know what color it is. Because when I did that episode about Napoleon, it was like there were, I want to say, four or five accounts that I talked about with people describing his hair. And all of them were wildly different. Yeah. Like every shade it could possibly be naturally, they were listing as his hair and like, how it looked. When you get to five colors, that's like all the colors there are. And I'm like, and now I'm like, was he dyeing his hair or like... Was it just, like, a really weird color and it changed over time or, like, what? Mm-hmm. It's just so strange, though. Usually you know what color people's hair are is yeah. if they're that famous, like, historically. <laughs> and, like, it's always, like, dark in paintings. It's not. Like, there is are some not? paintings where he's, like, blonde. What? Yeah. None of the there's famous a, ones, though. Mm-hmm. There's a famous painting Which famous of him. One. Um, I don't. I have to find. Not it. a famous one as used for all our <laughs> materials. No, that, that's that's a weird doll, man. <laughs> it's Napoleon. It's a weird doll. I'll post it, but it's an unfinished portrait by Jacques Louis David. There's a couple versions, though. There's like young. Yes. Man, and there's, like, right. old man with his military uniform mm-hmm. on. Which is why I think maybe he had lighter hair when he was younger and it got darker. Because, mm-hmm. like, that happened to me. Like, I, I'm i still, like, naturally blonde, but when I was younger, I had, like, white blonde hair. And then now I just have, like, ashy blonde hair naturally. Yeah. Um, And, like, that's not a huge difference. But my parents, when they were younger, their hair was blonde and then it was dark. It's dark now that they're older. So, like, that does happen. It is pretty late for his hair to get so dark, but, like, that doesn't mean it's impossible. But also, some people said, like, red. So I was just like, what is happening? What? So if anyone in their possession has Napoleon's hair, um, you don't have to tell us whose it is if you just send us a picture of it. (laughs) We won't out you. We won't out you. It's chill. I won't believe you, though. <laughs> yeah. Just a lot of people sending us random pictures of bags of hair now. Gosh, people are going to, like, send us hair. We gave, we have an address. They're going to mail us hair. I don't want people mailing us hair. <laughs> Please don't mail us hair. What if they mail us hair? Don't. Uh, okay. Anyway, moving on this from is hair. This going to be the worst. We're going to have to stop the podcast. <laughs> it's over now. Get bags it of, ends in Napoleon's penis. <laughs> bags of human hair. Started with Napoleon, ends with Napoleon. <laughs> the FBI is going to get called in. They're going to be human <laughs> body parts. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So there's a senior British surgeon whose name is Dr. Arch- Archibald Arnott. 
the most British. The most British. <laughs> Dr. Archibald. Archibald. Oh, not Dr. Archibald. And not Arnold. Arnett. With Arn- T's. Um, and he had been observing the autopsy. Mm-hmm. He was one of the people in the room. In the shadows. Um, and he promised the public that he had exercised the utmost vigilance in order that no part of the emperor's body should be removed. That's his job. That's Make not... sure that the guy who's doing the autopsy doesn't take any pieces away. Uh, the... He was like, I was watching so good. You know those guys are drinking in there. They're celebrating, right? Yeah, right. They're hooting and hollering and drinking. They're rowdy. Right. They're being rowdy. It's like pub time in that room. That's what I'm saying. There's no <laughs> way. He's like, oh, man, like a hawk, super close watching. Uh, champagne bottles are getting popped. There's at least nine British officers in this room yeah. with this doctor. It's, uh, yeah, no. And they, like, of course they took stuff out. Does yeah. he just mean, like, stealing? He said body parts specifically. Because, like, we already know they took stuff out to be pickled. Yeah, yeah. He means stealing. Mm-hmm. Like, that they're not supposed to take them in there. Yeah. So you, he's saying nobody stole anything. You probably did. And we don't have, like, any proof of any of the other things I listed that people said they stole. And mm-hmm. it's like a lot of those things, especially, like, nail clippings, are pretty easy just to fake and be like, it's Napoleon's. Give me $2,000. Yeah. There's definitely going to be a market for of course knockoff Etsy. All over the <laughs> nail clipping. All over the entirety of Europe. <laughs> I got the nail clippings. I mean, everybody has a feelings about him at this point. So. You know he had like nine feet of nails. <laughs> yeah, right? That's why everyone can have some. They grow after you die like <laughs> 11 feet long. <laughs> everyone knows. We have a lot. Before we put him in four coffins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sent him out to sea. Um, so the doctor definitely sm- smuggled uh, Napoleon's death mask to Europe. He steals it. Yeah, I mean, he's putting on such a front. Um, and he even deposits two pieces of the lower intestine. Oh, this is a different doctor. Okay. This is the actual autopsy mm. doctor. Um, and he, he takes two pieces of the lower intestine, um, assumed to be Napoleon's, with him to uh, show his friends in London. Mm. Good. He's like, I'm the one who did the autopsy. I took the, here's some pieces of his intestines. Ooh, look at the meat. Look I'm at gonna, my meat bag. I'm going to make earrings out of them. <laughs> look at my meat earrings. <laughs> it's so gross, dude. Makes a little lapel pin out of it. But the person that we think stole his penis is Vignali, is the church man. Well, yeah. He's the one who claims to take it. So he claims? He even admitted it? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I took it. He's like, it. I took it. I grabbed that thing. And that's not all he <laughs> took. <laughs> Oh, no. He, He's so greedy. He took a few things. And I'll list them in a minute. Um, <laughs> but so fast forward. That was 1821. Uh, mm-hmm. Now it's 1840. So it's 19 years later. The British give his corpse back to the French. They dig him up out of the ground in St. Helena and give him back to France. Because I'm assuming France was like, you can't just bury him on the island he was executed on. He's ours. Give him back. I'm amazed they weren't just like, well, go get him. <sighs> no, they were like, fine, we'll give him back. Here's a treasure map. They probably don't want them to go to St. Helena and then be like, guess what? It's ours now. <laughs> probably. So they're like, we'll give him back. French won't give it back. Here's a treasure map. <laughs> <laughs> it will put hints in there for you. Magic quest for the, your emperor's <laughs> wing-wang. Jingle-dong. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, so currently, his sarcophagus is uh, of red uh, porphyry. Porphyry? I don't know what that word is. I don't know how to read this word. I, I'm not sure. Don't know. Porphyr. Porphyr. It ends with a Y. Porphyry. 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 Um, Porf- at porphyry. Uh, I mean, 
So it's in it's in France. Um, it's in Paris. I didn't go when I was there, uh, mostly because I don't think my mom would want to go because she was with me. <laughs> so I'll have to go next time. But how could she not want to go? She'd be like, why do you want to see? Because, well, and you don't even get to see him, right? Of course not. Um, but apparently, guess what the French do when they get his four body or four coffin body? Porphyry? Porphyry. Porphyry. But guess what they do when they get the, when they get him? Pop him open and dance with it. No, the exact opposite. They put him in two more coffins. Uh-oh. So now he's in six. Wow. <laughs> he's like Chernobyl the man. He is a Russian nesting doll <laughs> of coffins. You will never get. What if there's <laughs> yeah. nothing in there? How? What if there's nothing in the bottom? I mean, I'm assuming they opened it and made sure he said that. But what if they didn't? It's possible. What if it's just the penis? <laughs> That'd be even funnier somehow. <laughs> oh, no. They all lied. They stole the body and kept the hog. But not only did Vinali say he took the penis, he also took monogrammed handkerchiefs, white breeches. He took his pants. Oh, well, you know yeah. you always see him in white pants? He took the pants. He took his pants. And teacups. I mean, yeah. And all of them were Napoleons. Um, and then he guards them. Uh, f- not him for very long, because he only lives seven more years. No homo. Because then he has a, some sort of blood feud that means he died. <laughs> he died of a blood feud. You know how sometimes you just die of blood feud? Freaking blood feud. It's a really common cause of death at the time. I mean, just like, you know, sometimes you'll die of teeth. That's uh, <laughs> Of teeth. That's the stone. Oh, yeah. It's really pretty. We'll put up a, a picture of it, too. It's very beautiful. It's a, an igneous rock. An igneous rock. So that's one of his, that's the outer coffin layer. It's very pretty. It's nice. I'm pretty sure there's nothing inside it. <laughs> there's nothing. Yeah, definitely not a pretty, body. Pretty sure they're making I'm this. pretty sure Napoleon's still alive. <laughs> pretty sure. He's a vampire. <laughs> it's just full of fingernails <laughs> if you dig all the way down. But so, yeah, he, he dies and presumably it uh, goes in his will to his children, right? Um, but for like an entire century, they like hold on to it, don't talk about it, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and just keep it safe. Until he put it in his will to his kids. Dude, he's not the only one. <laughs> so in 1916, the Vinali collection is put up for auction in London mm-hmm. by descendants of the family. They're done with it. When is this? 1916. Okay. So almost 100 years later. To the 20th century. <laughs> yes. The organ is described as a mummified tendon taken no. from Napoleon's body during the postmortem. A tendon. I think they don't want to say that it's his penis. Oh. So I think they're trying to hedge. It's it's got to be so shriveled at this point. Yeah, you see, it hasn't been preserved. <laughs> it has not. It's been exposed to open air for a hundred years. It's like a little piece of jerky at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, According to Times Magazine, the dismembered penis measured one and a half inches in length when it was purchased. Oh. See, but a whole bunch of people, (laughs) this is part of the thing with the articles where Mm -hmm. a lot of people are like, oh, poor Napoleon, sad, tiny penis. I mean, it... Stuff, there's shrinkage. Yeah, when not to air. quote Seinfeld, but shrinkage. But shrinkage. Like, th- I'm just, awing because, like, that's yeah. so much. Yes. Because the air. The, the logic to me that people are like, oh, that's sad, it's so small, is, like, ridiculous <laughs> one in that, like, I also think, 
I don't know. But on average, you know, like, people are taller now. And I'm like, I got to think maybe people also have bigger penises now than they used to hundreds of years ago. I don't actually know, but who knows? Maybe. Um, Stands to reason, possibly. But also uh, that, like, why in every single description it's described as shriveled. And I'm like, how can something shrivel and stay the same size? And, like, like, it doesn't make sense. It it dehydrates. So, like, you're losing mass Mm -hmm. um, and just, like, surface area. And, like, whenever you look at mummies, they always look like their skin is stretched over the bone. Yeah, they don't look the size of people. They're not plump and, like, they have loose skin folds because that's not what leather does when it dries up. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I was like, "Uh uh-huh, just because, like, oh, this is what you came to. Yes. And, like, this is what (laughs) what uh, you came to. (laughs) And, like, that's where most of the jokes come from, from modern people. Oh, dear. That I'm just like, this is so, like, dumb and weird. I've definitely read up on penis sizes through the ages. And Uh I don't think it's, like, body size as much as it is um, sexual selection. Right. It's a secondary thing. Because, um, like, small penis size used to Mm -hmm. be more... Uh, desired, yes, like in ancient Greece, right? So, like, if you had a huge penis, people would be like, Gross, Ew. yeah, you're like a monster, right? And disgusting, it really depends culturally on what's going um, on. So, like, if it's you know, if people like it more, then those genes are gonna get passed on more, of course, kids are gonna have bigger penises, right? And like, it's weird because, like, almost too, there's like an implication that, like. I don't know, that somehow it was, like, also too small that it didn't work. And I'm like, he had a child. Like, (laughs) what are you talking about? (sighs) Like, he has—he made a human. So, like, clearly it (laughs) worked. made a human. Yeah. He had a child with his wife. It's just very—it's very unfortunate. Yeah. (laughs) Just, like, you're— Especially in England on auction. years from now, your genitalia will be put on auction. It'll be the saddest it's ever been. Can you imagine how many (laughs) British people are laughing in that room? (laughs) Sad. Yeah. So sad. Um, and apparently it's presented on a bud of cotton wool and shown in a blue case with dark brown Moroccan leather. It's in a pretty nice box. Oh, they are treating it well, aren't yeah. they? They want it to sell. So we don't know who purchased it. Unknown. Um, presumably they had someone there to, you know, uh, bid for them. The queen. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, because then it's transferred to a London company called Mags Brothers. Mm-hmm. So they sell it to someone else. Um, and then they sell it in 1924 to a flamboyant American bibliophile. This is the mm-hmm. quote. A.S.W. Rosenbach. Wow. Do you know him? I, I don't, There's so many letters. It's a lot of letters. It doesn't immediately come to mind. I don't think I do. I've never heard of him. Except for this. Rosenbach. And he purchases it for 400 pounds. W. In 1924. So presumably in the thousands of dollars. Or possibly, I guess. What happened to your face? (laughs) Oh, no. Is it? Oh, it's glasses. (laughs) 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 It's glasses. Because the the lenses look transparent, so it looked like he had... Oh, okay. They are very, very clean. Um, so when the image was small, it looked like he just had huge scars on his oh, yeah. nose. We'll, we'll put the picture up so you guys can see. But yeah, that's him. Huh. Flamboyant has changed over the years. <laughs> yeah, he looks very, he looks like an accountant. He looks like every accountant. <laughs> he does, doesn't um, he? He's like, I'm going to do your taxes. I'll do it for you. I'll do it for your taxes. I mean, it is the 20s, so. Yeah, he's a very flamboyant like tax man. 
so in Philadelphia, he that's where he lives. Um, Born and raised. He brags about his collection and shows it off at dinner parties, which doesn't seem like an appropriate time to do so. I mean, when, when people are trying to eat. When, can you imagine this man bringing out his little shriveled penis? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not, and not his, <laughs> Napoleon's. I mean, he's got probably got a couple. Yeah. I'm sure he collects them. I bet he has the kind of humor where he says, mind if I show you my little, my little, my little. Little man. My little man. And then he pulls it out. And man. by pulls it out, I mean pulls out a dark Moroccan leather box. <laughs> and people he, are even more confused. He reaches into his pocket and <laughs> people are like, ah. Oh. It's the old version of Dick in a Box. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do it. Be like, oh, don't. <laughs> no, no. After the first dinner party, it gets old. They're like, don't. Yeah, they're like, not again, dude. It's not funny anymore. ASW, freaking Bach, don't do it. You have too many letters. Who are you? No one likes you. It's like you think you're J.R.R. Tolkien. You're not. Um, and in 1927, so three years after he purchases it, he allows it to be shown at the Museum of French Art in New York. French art. That's a word for it, huh? Is it French art? I mean, he's sort of French. He's French, but the art is English. Is it art? <laughs> is it art? Uh, email us <laughs> your opinions of the art world. Is it art? I feel like it is art because it's being framed now. Mm-hmm. Art is if it's framed. It's in a museum. The question Doesn't for me, that count as art? The question for me is whether it's French art or... Mm. Whether it's become like English art or American art of a French It is subject. French origin. Yeah. So. Whether, like, the subject is French, but it's right. like, if an American or an English person paints a portrait of, like, the Eiffel Tower, is it French art? Yeah, I don't know. That's the subject, though. That isn't technically, like, the origin. I don't know. Yeah. Or, like, if someone uses French, like, paint or mm-hmm. French stone to make a sculpture of a French... Subject, object, does it make it French art? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Email us, tell us. <laughs> e- artists. Hey, 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 we know you're listening. We know you're fascinated about this Napoleon penis debacle. Tell us if it's art or not. Tell us about your art schlong well, opinion. We know it's art. Tell us if it's French. Um, what kind of art? So, uh, Time Magazine had an article about this when it was uh, presented yes. at the museum. <laughs> I bet. And uh, there's a quote that says, shallow women giggled and pointed. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I bet they got so much business because that was there. Mm-hmm. Because, like, even if you've been there already, you're like, well, now we have to go. Well, we got to go. We got to go see the, the little I shotgun. Mean, and, and, like, once again, nothing has changed. This is the same as, like, when there was all those, uh, like, all those women who were, it was, like, China or Japan who went to see that, like, silverback gorilla that had a humongous penis or something. <laughs> Uh-huh. Like, and they all wanted to go see it. It was, like, a hugely popular thing, like, less than 10 years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, it's the same. They're just this time, they're going to be like, ha-ha, look how small it is. And, then they, and like, with the gorilla, they were like, whoa. Gonna go, uh, gonna go to the store and look at some zucchini. Yeah, no big deal. Or a little pickle. Just just some family jewelry. Um, and it's said to look like a maltreated strip of buckskin shoelace or a shriveled eel. Yeah. Yeah seen better days. So Rosenbach dies when he's 52. And people are not sure where it went after that. But it's back on auction in 1969 in I, London. Ooh, that's not good though. That means like the provenance of it is uncertain. It's not great. That means like are we sure it's still the same one? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it failed to sell, though, in London. Mm-hmm. British tabloids had titles that said, Not tonight, Josephine. Oh, no. <laughs> Never again. Terrible. Like, you know, she's also dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like, fine. Okay. To make it more affordable, um, they separated. So this is the whole collection, I want to say. Right? Oh. This is not just the penis. This is the entire collection. The, yeah. With his pants and the teacups and the handkerchiefs <laughs> and the penis. These are all, these are all euphemisms. So to make it affordable, <laughs> they separated the pieces. Oh, no. So now they're auctioning them separately in Paris it's in like, 1977. It's like a really dark Toy Story movie. It's like they're breaking up the band. <laughs> oh, and then they all Some are Some artists gonna, are going solo. They're going to have to find each other again. Um, and the French government at that auction in Paris has the opportunity to purchase it. Hmm. And they do not. <laughs> they're like, no. Um, I have a quote that says, France not only wouldn't purchase it, the government wouldn't even admit it is, its existence, is what Tony says. They didn't touch the penis. They wouldn't have <laughs> anything to do with the penis. They won't. They wouldn't look. They wouldn't rub it. They wouldn't nope. blow a kiss at it. Nothing. They wouldn't. Nothing. They're like, it's fake. So in, it is purchased eventually for 13,000 francs, which is $2,900. That's like So $3,000. It's like nothing. Um, by Columbia University professor Dr. John K. Latimer, who at the time is America's leading urologist. I mean, sure. I mean, it's appropriate. Yeah. However, I want to talk to you for a minute about him because um, when I was reading about this, I was like, okay. Like, it made sense that he was like, I want to purchase the penis and I'm a urologist. It was like, sure. That's like a fun thing to have in your office. And, like, talk about. Yeah. And um, and he actually, like, investigates it and, like, does some, like, research on it, which is interesting to me. Very fascinated by how one becomes the top urologist. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be a top of everything, right? Uh, mm. But um, he has an interesting past in general. Uh, here's some of the reasons probably he's the top urologist. Did he, did he also murder his wife, maybe? He... <laughs> No, we're not doing that this time. <laughs> this time. Maybe next time. Yeah, maybe the next one. Um, he's the attending urologist to Nazi prisoners at the Nuremberg trials. and um, So not murdered his <laughs> wife, but yikes. I mean, it's his job. Okay. He's not do- he doesn't- I don't think he wants to necessarily. Yeah. Except for I do think he wants to because of this. Mm-hmm. Because while he's doing that, he acquires Herman um, Gehrig's uh, suicide vial. Oh. He's collecting souvenirs. What? Yeah. That's so dark. He also worked on the autopsy for uh, John F. Kennedy. And he possesses, or possessed, I should say, uh, upholstery from the president's limousine in Dallas. What? Like, he took some of the stuff from the car. Is that also in his urology office? I don't know. Uh, what? He also separately had uh, Lincoln's bloodstained collar in his collection. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> it isn't about the penis. <laughs> it's not about the penis. It's nothing to do with urology. It has nothing to do with your job, sir. Don't pretend. Yeah. Um, and he died, like, within the last 20 years and has family. So, like, I definitely don't want to say anything too mean about him, obviously. Uh-huh. But, um, but, like, we see you, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote down a note that says, did not sound like a man to tussle with. <laughs> no, just, I won't. Listen, you can have your little hot dog. Just leave I, him alone. I, 
you know, take your hot pocket. I don't mind. Um, and since then, there have been rumors circulating um, that people were offering him a lot of money for the penis. That, like, people late, had decided dude. that it was worth a lot. And some people said that he was offered um, $100,000 for it and didn't sell it to them. It's too late, dude. Um and uh, one of the articles I read said, like, if he had taken that, if he started at three thousand and was pur- purchased a hundred thousand dollars, that then that would have been a more profitable investment than Facebook, Google, Microsoft, or <laughs> Apple. Yeah, like that's a huge return. Um, a profitable, profitable little hammer drill. Do you know currently where the penis is? <sighs> it is. You want to guess? It is in America. It's we'll 630. It Do you know where your penis is? <laughs> it is 630. That's why that joke's funny. Uh, um, is it in Florida? No. I'll give you three chances. Uh, Florida can't count. Okay, now three chances. Um, is it in New York? No. Is it in D.C.? No. Is it in Washington? No. Where is it? It's in New Jersey. I was so close. <laughs> you were. When you said New York, I was like, no. Nah. No. I was also going to say it's exactly where you think it probably is, which is New Jersey, in my opinion. Um, it's in a suitcase under a bed in suburban New Jersey. You can't. That's not. That's not. What? Also, how does he know that? Oh, does, I'll, I'll tell you. He owns the penis. <laughs> That's way too intimate. No, no, that's no. It's like way too. That's no, like I know where no. you sleep. Level of intimacy. He doesn't own it. Um, Tony. <laughs> Tony. No. Tony is totally a New Jersey name. So <laughs> it's true. It all fits. So Doctor John, who owned it, you know, he died in two thousand seven, um, and he left it to either his son or daughter, Evan Latimer. Mm-hmm. It is spelled. Uh, Masculine in a masculine way, Evan. Or I feel like there are more feminine ways you could spell it. Evian. But like you also could just name your kid whatever you want. But in one source I read it said daughter, in a different source it said son. No one knows. I don't know. They have a penis either way. I'm assuming <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'm assuming um probably son. Mm-hmm. But I just want you to know there was confusion. And like and that's a person who's alive right now. Yeah. So like that, that's a thing about, like, you know, we're talking about historical sources from the way back and how it's <laughs> possible that things are mixed up. Even current alive people, I'm not sure what gender this person is, possibly. Mm-hmm. Who, Who knows? Whoever they are, they have under some somewhere is a snake in a box. But you said earlier, like, you know, they left it to their kids. This guy also left the penis to his kids. Yikes. So that's a that's a thing people do. <laughs> and to my child, a penis. Um... <laughs> My penis. And uh, apparently the family calls it Napoleon's item. So there you go. There's another penis word for you. People are too item dainty. <laughs> I have a quote from... Uh, <laughs> Call the emperor's hog. I have a quote from Evan that says, mm-hmm. Dad believed that urology should be proper and decent and not a joke. Is that why he also collected the seat material from the limo? I don't know. <laughs> Is that did he pee on it when? <laughs> yeah, it was, that's it's not funny, uh, Haley. Uh huh. I'm not let. Um, did I let? Did I giggle? <laughs> no, I did though. <laughs> um, Evan says mm-hmm. uh, it's very small, but it's famous for being small. Uh, it's perfect structurally. The university has done X-rays and examinations, and it's 
uh, it's obviously what it is. So, like, if there was any question about it being a penis, it is a penis. Yeah. We've got that part. Hey, did you know it's a penis? The question is, is it Napoleon's penis or not? Or did someone else uh, dry a penis and substitute it? (laughs) So Tony um, has seen it Uh because he went to their house and uh, they showed it to him. He, like, I I think he even said he didn't even ask to see it. Like, they were like, oh, and they just got it out. You definitely want to see this. Yeah. Like, he knew they had it, and he went to interview, but I, it made, like, when I read the book, it made it sound like he was like, I'll just see if I can bring it up, and I'd like to see it, but maybe I have to talk to them a few times. Um, but that he went in and, like, mentioned it, and that they were just like, oh, yeah, come in, right here. And they, like, wanted to show it to him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he described it as small, shrunken to the size of a baby's finger. With don't bring babies <laughs> I know. into this. Why do you keep bringing? Stop it! Stop bringing in the children. Uh, with white shriveled skin and desiccated beige flesh. That's how he describes it. Uh, so France. I keep thinking of like uh, you know those old dog toys you can get. Yes, where it's like a little piece of mm-hmm. like cow skin. Yep, or like a cow ear. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Of. That's what. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Except for smaller. So go to, like, um, what is it, like, Petsco or Pets R Us or something? <laughs> Petco. Yep. <laughs> Just look at the— Just go to Petland. Pet place where the pets are. Pet world. <laughs> pets are You're stuff. So, you were so close to, like, the slogan for Petco. <laughs> it's Petco where the pets go. That's their slogan. Pets be where the MC something. <laughs> Look at the cow ears. Yeah, just look at some dog toys, and you, you'll get it. One of those might be <laughs> might be Napoleon's penis. An emperor's Johnson. Um, so, like I said, France refuses to believe that it's his penis, but they also refuse to take him out of the boxes to check. <laughs> they won't do it. Something or nothing is down there. They and- aren't willing to... Yeah, pull him out to do DNA if he's in there, which is our new rumor, that he's not even in the boxes. Can you x-ray lead? <laughs> I don't think so. I, like, because that's why they put on the vest, uh-huh. right? right? Yeah, so it doesn't get to it. You can't x-ray that. No. What's in there? We don't know, because one of them is lead. What? <laughs> what? So they literally can't look into it. <laughs> they can't do it. They'd have to open them all up. And they won't. No, they won't do it. It's history. It's art now. They can't. Right, and and like because he only has the one son, and I don't even know if his son has kids. Like mm-hmm. I don't know that they have a lot of options otherwise. Right. And his son's not as famous as he is, so they probably don't even know where he is. So I'm just like, well, yeah. Who can sell? So they probably don't have any option besides digging out the emperor, and they're not going to do that. Obviously, no. like they, you know, like England wouldn't do that about the to know the identity of the children. They're definitely not going to do it just because someone thinks they have a penis. And it's, like, embarrassing if it is his penis. (laughs) But you know what's funnier to me Mm. is if it isn't. And Vinali lied, and he just stole someone else's penis. And people have been buying this high-priced penis for for hundreds of years. It's pretty great. And it's just living in someone's house. And it's not (laughs) Napoleon's penis. It's just a random person's penis Mm -hmm. who is dead. It was in museums and stuff. Can you imagine? It's, it's just like a random man, and that's his penis just on an adventure. That is the power of narrative. That's like your, yeah, a, a commoner's penis elevated to the level of an emperor's penis. Man, one day that could be your penis. <laughs> if you have one to give. Amazing. 
Um, yeah, that that was what the blood feud was all about. He just like took someone's penis. Oh, so there's an article like I mentioned. Some of them are like uh, making fun of him, right? And one of them starts, "Poor Napoleon. Nearly two centuries after his death, it has been confirmed that the French military and political leader had a very small penis, measured at modest one and a half inches." No, it does. It does now because it's all shriveled up. Exactly. Which was why, like I said, I'm like, like, it hasn't been preserved. Like, what are you talking about? Your articles make no sense. Like, (laughs) I don't understand. Um, I have a quote. I think this was from Tony, too. That says, the last place I would have expected to find it is in New Jersey. It's strange how the withered penis has ventured further around the world than Napoleon ever did. (laughs) You, You know... Penises get around. Yeah. They have a way about them. Um, that's all I have about the penis, but I did want to talk to you about some other stuff. Oh, yeah? Because um, I didn't—I mean, I knew this was, like, a thing, I guess, but I didn't really know specifically about the other famous bits of people that people own mm-hmm. or, like, things from major events. And some of them um, that I'm going to tell you about— most of them are updates to our previous episodes. Oh, yes. So I've got one. Um, I did an episode about the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand, mm-hmm. um, and I've got an update about that. Sandwiches? I was going to look up the number of the episode. It even says in here, episode number. I didn't. <laughs> can't, so Can't do it. You know, you just search for it. It's in there. It's an earlier one. Like, maybe in the 30s-ish. Mm-hmm. It's my guess. Want me to look it up right now? Sure. Uh, episode 42. Oh, see, I was close in the 30s. Was the assassin who killed Franz Ferdinand eating a cheese sandwich, dot, dot, dot? Right, and if you've ever heard us talk about sandwiches, like, constantly, and about Mike Dash, but you haven't listened to that episode because you, like, only recently started listening, you should, one, because, like, in my opinion, it's pretty good. It's one of my best episodes, I think. And two, then you'll understand what I'm talking about when I say that all the time. So... Yeah, we have thoughts about uh, we have thoughts about sandwich. Yeah, yeah, you'll understand when you listen. The sandwich is a major theme in the episode. It's important. A through line. It's the probably the most important sandwich in the history of time. Mm-hmm. Besides, like the invention of the sandwich. No, not even that one. No, that one's worse. It's true. So anyway, Franz Ferdinand, episode forty-two. Is that what it was? Yes. Great. But so, his blood-spattered shirt, apparently, that he wore was preserved as a relic by a Jesuit priest. Wow. He read the couple the last rites. Okay. him and his wife. He's like, um, also, can I hold your sandwich? Can I keep the shirt? And the shirt. Um, and uh, it was acquired by the Austrian Military Museum in Vienna in 2004. Seems appropriate. So it's in a good spot. Mm-hmm. But is only rarely shown due to its delicate condition. It is a shirt yeah. that's been around for a while. Yeah. So it's hard to maintain those textiles. Yes. Um, and I have an update to yours. Wow. One of your episodes. Which one? Um, where you talk about baby hands. <laughs> yeah. It's not about him specifically. <laughs> Old baby hands. Um, it is unfortunately about the person he murdered. Oh. Ab- um, Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. Murdered by baby um, hands. And, you know, Lincoln was a real awesome guy, and we like him a lot. But, like, the biggest question about his assassination is what happened to his hat. Mm-hmm. That's what everyone wanted to know. Where did it go? Where's his big old hat? Um, the answer is the War Department took his hat. Dang it. As if they didn't haven't taken enough. <laughs> and they also took other items from where um, 
they fell, you know, after he died. What are you in using? Ford Theater? What are you using it for? They took him for safekeeping, Haley. Everyone knows. So the terrorists don't get him. And then in um, 1867, the hat was transferred to the Smithsonian Institute, where it was hidden away in a basement storage room because the secretary of the Smithsonian, Joseph Henry, felt its appearance would provoke agitation. Uh, like that if you put it out too early, people were going to be like, too soon, man. Too s- when was that? Uh, 1867. Maybe. That's fair. It's pretty recent to yeah, the fair. events. Mm-hmm. Um, he stated that the hat should not go on show under any circumstance. That seems like a lot. <laughs> However, by 1893, um, enough time had passed, and the Smithsonian's <laughs> like, okay. They're like, maybe it's time. It's fine. And the hat was exhibited by the Lincoln Memorial Association. So they did it in a very respectful way. <laughs> right. Like, it made it sound like we're never, ever going to get over <laughs> they're it. They're just waiting until he dies, and they're like, just put it out now. Yeah, he's he's way just over wait till he retires, and then we'll put it out. Like, immediately after he's gone. <laughs> yeah, as soon as he's gone, we we'll can't, do it. We literally can't wait. It's kind of important. Um, today, it's a prized possession of the Smithsonian National Museum of American History. Um, and, I have, and the quote says, a potent reminder of Lincoln's enduring status. And I'm like, or... Putin. It's like, that's true, but also the giant statue of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, also his giant freaking statue and a his... whole memorial. And all of the pennies and, and the dollars. All of the pennies. And all of the monies that he's on. Yeah, I was going to say, not the dollars. He's $5. I but, mean, but, you know... Yeah, they're still dollars, Of the dollars mm-hmm. that he's on, the bills. That's true. <laughs> yeah, all the pennies. All of them. I don't, um, is the memorial on the five? What? Because uh, I know the memorial's on the penny. I haven't actually looked oh, at a $5 oh, bill in a while. okay. I, for some reason, in my brain, when you said, is a memorial on the five, I thought that you were asking me what interstate the Smithsonian was off of. Oh. And I was like, what? And then I'm like, okay, I know what you're talking about now. Because <laughs> the, the five is the a, five dollar bill is a highway here. Yes. An interstate. <laughs> it is. That's why I was like, what? Not a... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's on there. I don't... I want to say no. We don't look at... Do you have a five in there? Oh, I do. I have a five in my room. What the hell? Is it on there? I have a $5 bill. What? Lincoln. It is. <gasps> there he is. It is. It's got a tiny Lincoln on the back. It's got a little tiny Lincoln on it. You can see him. You can see him. And then he has the shadow of him from my angle. <laughs> he's looming like Mufasa shadow, you know? The thing is, he's not wearing his hat. Though it's true, I think it's too tall for the bill. <laughs> <laughs> for the, I meant in the memorial, oh, oh. he's not wearing his. That's hat. true. I don't know why that is. <laughs> not the money. <laughs> I thought that's what you meant. Although I thought that was a brilliant joke. <laughs> <laughs> he's not wearing his hat in the memorial. Well, it's too tall. It wouldn't fit in the building. It's way too tall. Oh, man. Um, Oh, yikes. Also, they have bone fragments from his head. Oh, that's dark. You know, why not? Yeah, I just dig them out. They were floating around in there. Uh, Well, there's a reason. Because when they were trying to get the bullet out of his head, they had to push it out with a stick. Yeah. And so some pieces came out. And so they were like, well, we'll keep them. Just fell out. (laughs) Fell out. So they weren't buried. They They preserved them. And they're now in the National Museum of Health and Medicine. Yeah. And they also have the bullet that killed him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what the real question is, Haley? Uh, his dick size? No, we don't know that, I don't think. Well, then I have no other questions. 
Um, the real oh, no, no, no. His um, forearm size? His foot size? Don't know those. His, his voice. It's squeaky and high pitched, I believe. Height? He's very I tall. I mean, you tell me. Incredibly What tall. was the question? <laughs> um, what happened to John Wilkes Booth's spine? It was pickled. Uh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to walk out of this room. <laughs> Be all over everything. So... <laughs> Uh, it is currently at the National Museum of Health and Medicine. No. In S- Silver Spring, Maryland. What are you doing to me? Um, so I found this blog mm-hmm. called, like, Boothy Barn, I think. No. Can't. Which is about John Wilkes Booth. Boothy Barn. They don't like him. They're just, like, interested in him. Right. That's a- they actually make it very explicit that he's terrible. And they actually <laughs> say on the website, it's very cute, mm-hmm. that um, they really like Edwin. And they're oh. like, he's one of the greatest actors of all. It's really cute. passionate, like, Edwin them talking about it. is a soft boy. He's lovely. He's good. Um, As we talked to everyone, listen to that episode. Yeah. We talk about Edwin. Do you want to pull up what number it is? Yeah, what is that? We talk about old baby hands. I want to say that one's in the 90s. My guess is 93. There's a game to that episode, but you already know how it ends. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Hysterical history. Yeah, 94. Dang it. I was so close. Asia and her brother, baby hands. Yes. So, yeah, this is is the extension of that episode. I have quotes from that blog where they talk about going to see him, Mm -hmm. uh, his spine, at this uh, (laughs) museum. (laughs) Um, and it says, the artifacts I saw consisted of John Wilkes Booth's, John Wilkes Booth's, it's hard to do plural of both of them, mm-hmm. um, or not plural, but S's at the end, uh, third, fourth, and fifth cervical vertebrae, along with a piece of his spinal cord and tissue. Mm. I don't like it. I don't like it. We'll, we'll show the pictures. Um, I should look them up, actually. Hold on. You've haunted the podcast. It's haunted now. You started it. <laughs> it's haunted now. Yeah, it's called Boothy Barn. There you go. That's what it looks like. There's some other pictures down here. It's got a little rod. A little rod through it. A little rod. The quote says, Those with medical expertise might have noticed that Booth's vertebrae doesn't look quite right. I mean, it's out. It doesn't appear to have a body on it. Uh, This is because at some point after the 1950s or so, the specimen broke. (laughs) Okay. A piece of the fourth cervical vertebra broke off, and it is likely that even when it was improperly repaired, a piece was still missing. Oh, no. So they also broke it. (laughs) And they broke it. It wasn't his fault. It was broken. Um, Currently, it's not on display anymore. Okay. Um, But it is in a drawer with the bones of a different American history assassin. Oh, they just kind of mix them Someone else who assassinated a different president. They they have a special drawer for it? Yeah, for presidential assassination bones. Wow. A dedicated drawer. Huh. And it's got these ones from John Wilkes Booth, and it's got some from uh, somebody else. Huh. I don't want to say who, not that it, I guess, matters, but I don't think you know. And I want to my I want to do an episode about it because I'm still on assassins. So. Okay, okay, that's fair. Someone I'll, else. I won't guess then. There are a few um, that it could be. <laughs> We've had a few. I have one more person's body parts to tell you about. You might know him. His name is Mussolini. 
You may know him, your friend and mine, <laughs> Mussolini. Mussolini. Um, Savagwoda says the notorious dictator was ex- executed in 1945 by firing squad of Italian communists. Yeah, they were done. Bye. <laughs> we're done with um, you. It's over. After his death, he has an autopsy carried out in the Institute of Legal Medicine in Milan, mm-hmm. which sounds like you're a lawyer doctor. Legal medicine. I want to go to the Institute of Illegal Medicine. (laughs) The shadow medicine. (laughs) Um, The government of the United States apparently asked Italy if they could have a piece of Mussolini's brain. Oh, uh, sure. That sounds like something extra shady and awful that we would do at that time. You know, for studies. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, what? Weird. Also, we're at war, you nasty people. Uh-huh. Um, they did give them some uh, of were, it. Were we at war at that time? What year did he die? 1945. So it's at the end. Uh, yeah, we're kind of at war, aren't we? I think it's over. Okay. And I don't think they asked, like, right after. <laughs> they wait a little while. Yeah. Be respectful. But they do get a piece of him, of his brain. <laughs> they wait till everyone else has had a piece. They're like... Hey, is there any cake left? Hey, can we have some, too? Just like a little corner piece? Can we have some? So, yeah, not only is it not always, like, people at the event, it's also countries. They're like, can we just have a piece of his brain, please? Mm-hmm. We're just for science. I tried looking up 1946, and I looked up 1864. So, <laughs> I think my brain's done. Maybe you just shouldn't. I'm We're, done for I the mean, day. we've got, like, two more things to say. I'm, like, way done. But so, um, we did get a piece of his brain. Apparently, the claim was that we wanted to see if he had syphilis. Okay. Because that was our guess, I guess, for why he was the way he was. They they couldn't they didn't check that check that. I don't all. I don't know. Hmm. That was the excuse that the United States gave for why they wanted a piece of the brain. The article I read said it, they probably just wanted a trophy. Yeah. Um, and they were just claiming that that's what it was. But maybe that sounds fair. That sounds more correct. Mm-hmm. But uh, they never find syphilis in the piece. I guess they did look, and then they were like, no. So, never mind. We're, we're keeping the rest. And uh, 21 years later, they returned it. They returned it? Yeah, they gave it back. No. <laughs> so, I guess they didn't really want the trophy. They were just like, no, we really just wanted a check. That's why I, I was... mean, it took them 20 years, but they gave it back. That was... It's, we didn't... What? And they returned it to uh, Il Duce's widow, uh, Rochelle Mussolini. I guess that's nice. But um, the thing I wanted to talk about... Just to let you know, this happened. Um, for it's it's like this for the modern era, you know, versus all the old ones we're talking about about bones. The modern and, era, yeah, and like the collar and stuff. His granddaughter, mm-hmm. Alessandra Mussolini, was shocked to see his blood and brain for sale on eBay. Ooh. What did she search? I don't know. <laughs> How did she know? Maybe. Did she just Google or like eBay Mussolini from time to time? Maybe. That's possible. Did she like have a shady friend over and like it seemed like things might be missing, but she wasn't sure. So she just wanted to check eBay. Uh, or someone told her probably. The seller was asking for $22,000 for this one of a kind piece of history. But the police uh, shut down the whole thing. So it didn't, I mean, get, that's didn't good. get sold. Um, I would like the police to tell me if it was actually his or not. Yeah. Was it fake? How did they get the blood? It's weird that they still have blood long enough to sell on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> How are they, what? Hmm? A little vial of it? or Scoozy? Hmm. Actually scoozy? Because Italy? Mm-hmm. Scoozy. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. But there you go. Yeah. Now you know all about people stealing body parts. 
but mostly about Napoleon's penis. His his little his little bits. Uh, the title of the book is Napoleon's Privates, which I think is <laughs> vastly clever. Um, oh yikes! Very good. So thank you, Tony, for your book. It was lovely. At least the chapter I read. I'm sure all of it's good. Hey, it's Tony, very funny. You're great. Yeah. Um, yes. And you know, I did read other articles and stuff too, but obviously he has the most detailed account. It's like his baby. He went and talked to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in person. And he had, like, done interviews with NPR and stuff, too. That's where some of those quotes were from, from interviews he had done. Nice. So, yeah. It's a good time. Sweet. But now, you know, my knowledge of Napoleon is more complete. Uh, very complete. I mean, I don't know about that. There's probably still more. I hope I not. have another story to tell you about him sometime. I thought about including it in this one, but I want to include it in a different one. Is there, like, a weird rabbit story? Yeah. 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 But there's also another relate, not related, but there's another weird rabbit story I've heard about. There's more than one weird rabbit story with famous people. Yeah. What did he? He just lets. It's loose. not no, not with Napoleon. I mean, okay. with a different person. Okay, that's that's fair. So, um, if anyone knows any other weird rabbit stories, <laughs> we can just make a whole day. Of please it. email them to me <laughs> because if not, I'm gonna try to have to find other funny rabbit history, and like, it's not the easiest thing to search. Also, for. email us weird. Um, I think cricket history, like the sport, like or, yeah, this okay, is sport, okay, because I have a weird. Uh, kind of modern cricket history. Oh, really? Thing. It's not like weird. It's just like a bunch of my favorite writers were all on a cricket team together. I mean, that sounds lovely. Yeah, I don't know if it's a full episode though. One so. of my goals in life was to understand how cricket works. <laughs> yeah, like I don't game. think it's a real game. I, I think mm. people just get up in, on a field and they make it up as they go along. Yeah, it's like Calvin Ball. It's not. Yeah, it, the rules are never the same twice. And can't we, be. We all as viewers have to pretend we know what's happening. Yeah. We're just like, oh, look, he's running. Look, he's doing the fling flam. I think he hit something. Oh. He's definitely going. Oh, that was it. a bad thing that happened. He's... It's like baseball, but somehow like less and way more confusing. Mm-hmm. Like less complicated and more confusing. Yeah. So. They're just making it up as they go along. Is it from Australia? I know they play it in it's Australia. It's from outer space. <laughs> it's alien. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, you can email us at hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com. Send us things about rabbits or cricket or eBay or <laughs> Anim- whatever. Animals that are sports. Yeah, also that are sports. <laughs> <laughs> I love the sport rabbit. Love playing rabbit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Play me some rabbit. Hell yeah. And we'll, uh, you'll hear from us. At a different time, and it won't be about penises, probably. This is my <laughs> second episode, like, dedic- mm, yeah, second one dedicated to pe- someone's penis specifically. What was the first one? I did that one in uh, China about that guy who had a penis and he could hold up, like, a wagon wheel on it. Oh, sure. Yeah. It wasn't all about, wasn't all about the penis. It mostly was about his penis. <laughs> I guess. That's why he was famous. Yeah. And about eunuchs and stuff. That's true. Yeah. So this is my second penis episode, which is surprising. Do you have any penis episodes? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. How is that possible? Because uh, I focus more on, like, eating people. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And, like, corpse medicine. Medi- medical junk. I mean, this is medical junk. <laughs> wink, 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 <laughs> wink, wink. Anyway, bye. Bye. 
Bye, 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 bye.